Isaiah 54, and we're going to look to verse 14. Isaiah 54 and verse 14. And so in verse 14, uh, the subject is righteousness. In verse 14, in righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. So the subject of righteousness uh, through the prophet Isaiah tells you that if you're established in righteousness, it's going to free you from fear. Fear is a curse. Fear is something the devil uses to control, dominate, intimidate people. And so Jesus wants us to be free. Jesus said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will what? It will make you free. It will free your life, spirit, soul, and body. Freedom was purchased by Jesus. Jesus, according to Hebrews 2, says, went through death, in verse 14, went through death, destroyed him that had the power of death, and Verse uh, that is the devil, and verse 15, and deliver those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So Satan has used fear to control people or intimidate people throughout their lives. But thank God Jesus intervened. Jesus stepped into human history. Jesus stepped onto this earth, walked as a man, proved that he could overcome the devil in his own personal life, but then also he went to the cross, died, was buried, was raised again, and he stripped principalities and powers of their authority and their power over him, but also over us. So redemption is a reality. Jesus has purchased our redemption and our deliverance, and we've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. So freedom is available to anyone. Anyone and everyone can and should live in freedom from fear. So our goal is no fear. Fear not. That is a commandment from God. Angels said it to people in Scripture. Holy Spirit, of course, is saying to us, do not be afraid. And we say, no fear. Amen. That should be a motto of your life. I'm living free from fear. Fear is to bring bondage, and Satan uses it as an instrument to bind people's lives. But thank God Jesus came to set us free. And whom the Son is set free is what? Free indeed. So liberty and freedom is our portion. It belongs to us. Jesus purchased it, and it would be to your advantage to listen and pay attention to the Word and be a doer of the Word. So he says, and of course we have talked about freedom from fear. We talked about how to overcome fear through faith. And then we talked about how to overcome a fear through love. We saw that perfect love does what? Cast out or it evicts fear. It evicts fear. It casts out fear. It rids your life of fear. Fear has to go, so fear in your life is a thing of the past. Now, in this particular verse, we see today 
that righteousness as well will get fear out of your life. When you are established in righteousness. Now, how is it that one would be established in righteousness? To be established in righteousness, you need to know first what righteousness is. What is righteousness? Righteousness is in its simplest form a right relationship with God. A right relationship with God means that your sin then has been erased. Sin then is no longer controlling your life because uh, Jesus, according to uh, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, it says, He who knew no sin was made to be sin, what? For us. Jesus took our place, went to the cross for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus paid the penalty for us and for our sin. So he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made, what? The righteousness of God in him. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're made right with God. Meaning that you have now a right relationship with God through Jesus because you're in him. When you're in him, you become right. You become right with God. You're no longer ridden with sin, and sin is no longer your boss. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And so, uh, sin is no longer your boss. Jesus is Lord of your life. Well, another verse of Scripture you find in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, it says, But of him, but of God, are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So in Christ Jesus is made unto you righteousness. Again, righteousness being a right relationship with God which is a result of your nature being changed. In other words, your spirit nature has been changed and you are literally right with God. You've been approved by God. You've been accepted in Christ Jesus or in the beloved, the scripture says. So you've been accepted in Christ. You've been approved by God. You are in a right relationship with God. Sin no longer hinders you from talking to God, relating to God, having fellowship with God, communion with God, communion with the Holy Spirit because sin has been erased out of your life or eradicated from your spirit. Are you with me? Well, how did you get right with God? Well, first of all, you got right with God by putting faith in the blood of Jesus. Romans chapter 3 says, through faith in his blood, we are made righteous. We are the righteousness of God through faith in the blood of Jesus. So through faith in the blood of Jesus, you become right with God or you receive this righteous nature in Christ Jesus. So spiritually, your nature has been changed from unrighteousness to righteousness. You literally have become a righteous person in Christ Jesus. Are you Are you? follow me. All right, so then you are the righteousness of God in him. You could actually say about yourself that you are the righteousness of God. So to be established in righteousness, you need to know what righteousness is. So we've given you some definition of righteousness. You need to know how you got righteous, and that was through faith in the blood of Jesus. And that you, then you need to know that you are the righteousness of God. God's word tells you who you are, what you have in Christ Jesus. And one of 
the things that you are and have is that you are the righteousness of God. You have God's righteous nature within you. So to become established in righteousness, well, if you consider established in Las Vegas, you could plant a tree, and initially it is not established. It's in the ground. It has a root ball, what they call a root ball. It's wrapped around with burlap. It's in the ground, but it's not established. It's not established because it's not rooted. It is not rooted in the soil that is present in. It's just there. Are you with me? The wind could easily blow it down, and in Las Vegas, it will blow it down, or it will break it off if it is not tied to something. So you just need to, as a Christian, kind of tie yourself to the Word of God until you are established, until your roots go down in Christ, until the Word of God causes your spiritual roots to develop and your root system to go into the soil of Jesus, into the soil of God. And so you are established, you grow up, and you become larger, you become fuller, so to speak, fuller of God, more productive as a Christian. And so you're established in righteousness. How do you become established in righteousness? One way that you become established in righteousness is that you meditate on the Word of God. You spend quality time meditating on God's Word. Meditating on righteousness. If you're going to be established in any subject, you're going to have to spend some quality time meditating on the Word concerning that particular area or subject of the Bible. So if you want to become established in righteousness, you're going to have to meditate on the Word. Well, when you meditate on the Word of God, according to Psalm 1, he says that you will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And so you will grow your root system, and you'll draw on the rivers of God's life by your meditation on the Word, and your leaves, it said, will not wither. And you will bear fruit in your season. So there is a thing referred to in Scripture in the New Testament of the fruit of righteousness. So there will be a product that results of your righteousness. Now then, in this particular verse of Scripture, it says, In righteousness you will be established, and thou shalt be far from oppression." In righteousness, you will be established, and you will be far from oppression. Why? For thou shalt not fear. You will be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. The root of oppression and depression is fear. And so if you are established in righteousness, you will not be afraid. And the more established you are in righteousness, then the less fear will control you. So the devil tries to intimidate you and tries to control you through fear. But righteousness and being established in righteousness in your right relationship with God. When you're established in righteousness... It's like a resistance to fear. It builds in you a resistance to fear. The way the Holy Spirit said it to me was, righteousness consciousness is fear resistant. Righteousness consciousness is fear resistant. 
In other words, when you become conscious of your righteousness. And how are you going to become conscious of it? The same way you're established in it. Meditating on the word concerning it. Hearing the word concerning it. And letting that word soak into your spirit. And when it's sown into your heart, soaks into your heart, what does it do? It begins to produce fruit in your life. Which one of those fruits would be freedom from fear? Fear would not control your mind, your emotions, your thought life. Fear would not control your body. Fear would not control your actions or your behavior. Behavior, your responses would be to God rather than fear. And your response when you do respond to fear would be in faith in God. Are you with me? So, in this case, he says, in righteousness you will be established and you will be uh, really free from oppression because of freedom from fear. Now, as a personal uh, experience, I know that this can work for anyone. I know that it works because the Bible says it works. In other words, there is resisting power in righteousness consciousness. When you are established in righteousness, there is a resistance that is built into your spirit that enables you to resist fear in your life. The way I would illustrate it is like a fire retardant. A fire retardant is a substance that is used to slow or to stop the spread of fire or reduce its intensity. And so if you uh, may see it on television, you may see a forest fire and you have uh, aircraft that will fly over that forest fire and they'll drop a uh, a spray over uh, that fire, and what does it do? It retards the flame. It retards the fire, and it is resistant. It will slow down and even stop the fire from spreading because if you don't stop fear, it will spread in your life. If you don't stop it, it will spread. So you have to spray it, so to speak, with fire retardant. We'll say fear retardant. Amen. So Holy Spirit will give you some fear retardant when you take the Word of God, this righteousness that is described in the Word of God, and you just soak your spirit in and in righteousness. You soak yourself in a righteousness consciousness until you retard fear. You stop fear. You stop it in its tracks. I mean, most materials, the clothes that you wear uh, many times are fire retardant. Why? They've been, they've been soaked in a solution that causes them to be resistant to fire. And uh, curtains in your home or bedspread in your house has some fire retardant in it. Why? Because they don't want you to burn up. Right, so it's resistant to fire. So there are things that we have in our lives that we don't think about that are fire retarded. But there is some scripture in the Word of God on righteousness, righteousness that is fear retarded. And you have to soak your soul, soak your mind, soak your spirit in the Word of God until fear is resisted in your life. Not only slowed down, but literally stopped and driven out. 
In some cases, if you've had a life of fear, and I said one way I know it's true is because the Bible says it's true. It is fear retarded. It resists fear in your life. The second way I know it's true is because I have my own personal experience of life. As a teenager, I suffered from depression and oppression, but thank God I heard about Jesus, and I heard the Word of God, and I heard some of the things that I'm teaching you, and even this verse of Scripture, as a teenager, it came alive in my spirit. So it's not just what's new that's true. It's the things that are old and new that you bring forth the things that are new and old from your treasure house, so to speak. If it changed my life, it will also change your life. If it has power to reverse the curse in my life, it has the power to reverse the curse in your life. You have to understand, I had generations of people in my family that had mental oppression and depression, and that was a a trend in my family tree. But thank God, you can cut the limb. Amen. You can cut some stuff off. You can say, there's some things I'm not taking to the next generation. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to absorb that into my life. But the devil sure tried to bring it on me. But thank God for the truth that set me free. And there's power in the Word of God that will set anybody free if they have ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive. If they pay attention to the Word of God and they hear it and they hear it clear in their heart, the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God will drive fear right out of your life. And you'd be, and you'd be surprised. Sometimes you don't think you have any oppression but some people are hanging a little little lower than they thought they were. If you recognize it, then you resist it. You just say, I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not going to let it put me down. I'm not going to let it drive me in the ground. I'm not going to even let it get me down, much less keep me down or hold me down. I refuse fear, and I refuse oppression, and I drive it out. Praise God. So I know that there's power in the Word because it was driven driven out of my soul, driven out of my life, and the power of the Holy Spirit helped me to get through that season. You know the devil, he'll try to come around again, but the next time, I know a little bit more than I knew the last time, and the next time, I know a little bit better than I knew the last time, and the next time, I know a little more than I knew the last time, and after a while, he figures it out. This trick ain't going to work no more. Hallelujah. Because the Word of God has power in it to resist the devil, resist fear, resist oppression, resist depression. Praise God. No matter how the devil comes, he might come just to your mind, come to your imagination. You know, it's amazing what your imagination can do on the negative side of life. But thank God there is another way you can use your imagination too. You can use it with the Word of God. Get the Word of God on the inside of you. And when fear comes against your mind, the Holy Spirit rises up on the inside of you. And I got another word for you, devil. Hallelujah. I got another word for you. In righteousness, I have been established. And I am who God says I am. I am the righteousness of God. Jesus was made sin for me. And Jesus made me righteous. And I am right with God. And I refuse to fear. And I will not allow fear to control my 
my thoughts, my mind, my reasoning, my imagination. I cast it out. I evict it. And how do you do it? You just soak in the Word of God. And when you're soaking in righteousness, it drives fear out of your soul. When you're soaking in righteousness, it drives fear out of your mind. Some people, they just try so hard. Well, if you'll just get the truth, the truth is what will make you free. Hallelujah. It's not just natural resistance. It's supernatural resistance. God will put his super on your natural. If you dare to put the word of God on the inside of you and let it come out of your mouth, the anointing of God will destroy every fiery dart of the wicked one. That fiery trial that comes against your soul, there's a breastplate of righteousness, hallelujah, that's on you. There is a shield of faith that you hold up. Praise God. There is a love of God in your heart. And through the love of God and through faith in God and through establishment in righteousness, you have fear resistance built into you. And you're able to resist fear. And fear will leave your soul. Fear will be driven out of your soul. Fear will be driven out of your mind. Fear will be driven out of your life. Fear will be driven out of your house. Fear will be driven out of your car. Fear will be driven out of your every existence. Praise God. No fear. Give no place to the devil. He didn't say some place to the devil. He said neither give place to the devil. That means no place. That means no fear. We give no place to the devil. Hallelujah. Fear is a thing of the past. Not going to let fear dominate you. Doesn't mean he won't try to come around again. He came around again with Jesus. He, the devil left him for a season. But every time he came around, Jesus had a word in season. And every time he comes around, you'll have a word in season. You'll know how to effectively resist the devil. Why? Because you're established. And when the winds of adversity, when the fiery trial comes, you may go through the fire, but you shall not be burned. You'll come out not smelling like smoke, not a hair singed. In other words, you get through the fire, and when you get to the other side, people won't even recognize you. Something different about you. There's a different spirit about you. It's a spirit of faith. It's not a spirit of oppression. It's not a spirit of depression. It's not a spirit of fear because God has not given you the spirit of fear. He's given you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound, well-balanced strength strong mind. Hallelujah. Your mind is sound. You're not afraid of anything. You're not afraid of the devil. Demons, you're not afraid of demonic influence. You're not afraid of people. You're not intimidated by the devil. You're not intimidated by people. You're not intimidated by their words. Come on. No fear. Neither give place to the devil. And faith in God will drive fear out of doors. The love of God will drive fear out of doors. The righteousness of God will drive fear out of your life. Hallelujah. Can somebody shout amen? So in righteousness you shall be established. And you will be far from oppression. For or because you do not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. I said, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. 
So Tara will not set up camp at your house. I said Tara will not set up camp in your life. Terror will not bombard your soul and control your mind and control your emotions. You'll lay your head down at night and sleep, and your sleep shall be sweet. Hallelujah. And you shall not be awakened with any sudden fear. Fear will not have any place in the daylight. Fear will not have any place in the darkness. Fear will not have any place in your life. Neither give place to the devil. And if you give place to fear, you're giving place to the devil. Hallelujah. Fear is at the root cause of oppression. So if you get free from fear, you're going to get free from oppression. And if you get established in righteousness, you're going to get set free from fear. So fear will be driven out of your life. So therefore, oppression and depression will be driven out of your life. There's power in the Word of God to drive it out. Now let's go to verse 17. Thank you, Jesus. The Scripture says, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. That means don't let your mind drift. If you got something more important to do besides listening to the word, the best thing for you to do is go somewhere else. I'm going to get a little bolder in my older age. Because your ears, if you'll dig out your ear, you'll have ears to hear. You got to dig out your ear every now and then. Because your mind will drift. You'll go on different trails down the road. And you'll miss what the Holy Spirit is saying while I'm talking. And it could be your salvation. It could be your deliverance. It could be next week. Now last week I got real bold. And I saved somebody's life. By doing so. I don't want to do that every week. But I will. So when I'm preaching, pay attention. Because it ain't just me. There's somebody bigger than me here. I've said there's somebody bigger than me here. This is not about a man. This is about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When I'm talking, listen. Because it could save your life. All right, back to business. Are you ready? Verse number 17. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17, it says, And no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. No weapon. Everybody say, no weapon. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Everybody say, no weapon. Now, we have described no fear. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall what? Condemn. For this is the what? Heritage of the servants of the Lord. And what? Their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So your righteousness establishes you in a place or in a position of authority, of understanding who you are 
understanding who God made you to be. It's bigger than you. I said it's bigger than you. It's bigger than your own natural ability to resist the devil. It's bigger than your own natural ability to overcome the fear and the intimidation of people's words. He said no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you. So no matter what the weapon is, you have the power to resist it. I said no matter what the weapon is, you have the power to resist it. There's a power in your spirit that resists fear. It retards fear. It will drive it out of your life. And and when the devil just shows up like a serpent that he is. I said when the devil just shows up like a serpent that he is. He'll come slithering in trying to trick you and trap you. He works that way. That's why he tries to distract you from the word of God when the Holy Spirit is having a word for you and you miss it and go home without the truth that God had for you that day. That is a tragedy. You were there. You might as well be all there. You were there. You might as well have ears to hear while you're there. You might as well pay attention when you're there. Why? Because it could be your salvation. It could be your deliverance. It could keep you from being snared by the serpent that tries to bite you. Because he's a liar, he's a thief, and he's a, he's, a, he's a murderer, he's a killer, and he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Word of God builds something inside of you that enables you to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now it said, in righteousness you shall be what? Established. Here he says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Now, when you say no weapon, that means no weapon. Now, you got to get a little bit bolder with the Word of God in your own life. Just like I'm speaking bold to you today, you got to get bold with the devil at your house. You got to get bold against the adversary of your soul because he will slither in and he'll start messing with your soul, messing with your mind, and just suggesting things to you and causing you to be afraid. And I'll tell you, when he does, you need to be resistant. You need to be quick to resist the devil. Not too long ago, I was jogging. Actually, I was walking really in that particular time. I was walking in Louisiana. I was uh, preaching there at Pastor Mark's, and I was walking just for some exercise. And so while I was walking, I just uh, saw this snake was right by my foot. And you know, just my pace picked up a little bit. (laughs) Not out of fear, just out of intelligence, wisdom. (laughs) So the Holy Spirit, listen, the snake didn't announce I'm 10 feet away. He didn't announce I'm 20 feet away. I'm coming at you. He didn't announce that, and snakes don't announce it. But the devil doesn't announce he's coming at you. No, he slithers in, and he wants to get in real close, and he wants to bite you when you're not thinking that you ever, you think everything's okay, but he's, he's just working on your soul, working on your mind, working on your emotions, working on your thought life, working on your, on your soul. And while he's working, working on your soul, then he strikes. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. He can help you not to be bitten by the snare of the devil, bitten by the works of the devil, trapped by the enemy. Thank God the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth, and he will keep you and preserve you in a time of testing and considering the fiery trial that may try to uh, uh, test you and and come against you. There's something in you that helps you to uh, recognize it and resist. 
I mean, the devil is subtle. He doesn't just announce, I'm coming after you. No, he'll do it for a day. He'll do it for a few days. He'll do it for a week. And then you start buying into that stuff in your head. And before you know it, you're on the wrong course, on the wrong path. And the serpent's just right there waiting for you. He just guides you right into the snare, guides you right into the trap. But thank God for the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, to recognize and resist the devil when he's working on your mind, working on your thought life. Resist the devil, and he'll do what? He'll flee from you. I said, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. you got to build some resistance on the inside of you. Because he said, what's going to happen here? He said, no weapon. Everybody said, no weapon. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. There may be a weapon that is formed against you, and the devil will form some weapons against you. But he said, no weapon formed against you will prosper. In other words, it's not going to succeed against you. It's not going to win against you. The spirit of faith within you will rise up in the moment of test and trial, and you will quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. You've got some fire retardant on the inside. Something that burns in you will burn the fire right out of the way. It'll burn things out of the way. There's already been some burn in this spot. So you're going to have to burn around here. You understand, if you, if you got a fire coming at you, you burn this spot, let it go around you. Praise God. So Jesus has already burned unrighteousness out of you. God has already burned sin out of you. And when the fiery trial comes at you, there's already been some death, burial, and resurrection power that has happened in my life. And so no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment, he says, shall be condemned. So every tongue that rises against you. So somebody's tongue may rise up, but you're not intimidated by their tongue. Somebody may say some false accusation, but you're not intimidated by their tongue. Somebody may speak wrongfully or despitefully, or they may try to destroy you, but there's something in you fear retardant, built on the righteousness of God, built on the love of God, built on faith in God that says, devil, you can't touch this. Hallelujah, you can't touch me. You can't take me out. You can't take me down. It doesn't matter what you try. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It may be your own natural mind. It may be your own natural reasoning. It may be your own imagination, or it may be people. It may be tongues of people around you, or it it may be the devil or demons. It doesn't matter what the weapon is. There's power on the inside of you that has resistant power in it that will destroy your adversary, destroy your enemy, and shut the devil down while you're marching on, while you're doing the will of God and you're pressing forward. Praise God. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. For this is a the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So your righteousness is not your own righteousness, because your righteousness is as filthy rags, but thank God forever, your righteousness is his righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. You've been approved by God. You have God's very own life and nature on the inside of you, and this power on the inside will drive fear out of you. 
It'll drive fear outdoors. Hallelujah. It, it can't stay. You just go ahead and sweep it out. Praise God. We're not sweeping it under the rug. We're not pretentious. We're not pretending it isn't there. No, we're facing our fear. We're facing it with faith in God, with love. Hallelujah. And with a consciousness and an awareness of righteousness. Hallelujah. And Satan can't stay in this house any longer. Hallelujah. Satan can't stay at this house, in this mind, in this soul, in this body. Can't stay in my house, my family. Can't stay in my car. Can't, can't room with me. Come on. Can't, we're not bedfellows. We're not sleeping together. Come on. Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in you. Christ is in you. Greater is he that is in you. You got to get a little bit radical when it comes to fear because it didn't come to play. The devil doesn't come to play. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But you didn't come to play either. I came with some fight in me. I came with the spirit of faith in me. I'm going to fight this good fight of faith. And if you've never been there, you know how serious it is. The devil tried to take me out as a teenager. So I know it's a serious business, but I'm serious about my business. I'm going to help drive it out of your life. I'm going to help drive it out of your soul. I'm going to help drive it out of your mind. But you got to hear it. you got to do it. you got to act on it for it to work for you. It works for anybody that will work it. Glory be to God. If you'll hear my voice, if you'll take to heart what the Holy Holy Spirit is saying to you today, you'll leave this place changed with a confidence and a and a faith in God that says no more fear. Yes, you'll face it again. Yes, it'll come around again. Yes, it'll try to defy you again. But every time it comes around, you got another piece of the equipment. Hallelujah. You got, you might have started, listen, you might have started with a little broom hitting at the devil. Then you got a knife. Then you got a gun. Then you got, come on, a tank. Come on. Now you got a nuclear bomb. We're going to take him out. Come on, Jesus will upscale you. Jesus will take you up. He will take you to another level where you have a spirit of faith. No matter what the devil throws at you, you've got a weapon that is stronger than the weapons of your adversary. Hallelujah to Jesus. You might, you might have seemed like you were in the corner all beat up, and they're wiping the blood and wiping the sweat, but you're coming out again. You are not staying in the corner, praise God. We're going to fight this fight and we're going to win. You're going to sting like, you're going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. Come on. You got a spirit of faith that says there's something in me that will defy the enemy. There's something in me that will defy the enemy. When the devil defies you like Goliath defied the armies of Israel. But when David, just a young boy, you don't have to be 45 to whip the devil. Hallelujah. You can be 15 and whip the devil. I know. Hallelujah. You can be 17 and whip the devil. David, just a young boy, he had five smooth stones in his pouch and a sling in his hand, but a spirit of faith in his heart and the word of faith in his mouth. And he said, you uncircumcised Philistine, today I'm going to take your head off. While the enemy was mocking him and mocking the armies of Israel, thank God somebody showed up with a spirit of faith. Somebody came in the 
in the camp that had a spirit of faith and said, no more Goliath. Hallelujah. No more intimidation. There's something in me that says the enemy is not going to win this fight. So I'm not going to sit in the tent afraid. I'm coming out of the tent. Hallelujah. I'm taking off Saul's armor, and I'm just doing what I know to do. Hallelujah. You sling the Word of God right between his eyes in his forehead. You sling the Word of God. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? There's a power in your voice. If you'll exercise your faith and speak the Word of God, the Word of God will come out of your spirit. It'll come out of your voice, and it will have resistant power in it, and it resists fear, and it casts fear out of doors. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead and shout about it if you believe it. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I want everybody to stand to your feet. I want everybody to praise God like you believe. Hallelujah. No more fear. No more fear under my feet. No more fear. Hallelujah. No more fear. Oh, no more fear. It'll drive fear out of doors. The word of God in your mouth, praise on your lips, a shout in your voice. Hallelujah. That says no more fear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just smell my leather, devil. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus has already defeated you. He's under your feet, Christ in you. You have greater power on the inside of you than the devil ever thought about having. You have resurrection power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of you. And when you live in a consciousness of God's righteousness, fear has to leave. I said, fear has to leave. Hallelujah to Jesus. Come on, shout one more time. You believe it. Hallelujah. 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 While you praise, and you can do this at the house, I said, while you praise, the Lord will set some ambushment on your enemy. When you get his word in your heart and in your mouth, there's a song of deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was Lord. He is Lord and will forever be Lord. You make that announcement, the devil will be reminded. He already knows it. He's just checking to see if you do. Hallelujah. Somebody shouted, Jesus is Lord. 
One thing that means is the devil is not. <laughs>